0: Hello, this is Steve Bailey, welcoming you to the 40th episode of Hard Boiled Eggs and Nuts, a Laurel and Hardy podcast. Now, have you ever thought about how much of a part horses play in Laurel and Hardy's movies? Well, I have, which shows you what an empty life I lead. But nevertheless, I thought today I would do an episode about Laurel and Hardy and the horses. So let's make sure that I have the approval of Dinah and the Mule. All right, then we will begin. Now, horses are so frequently Stan and Ollie's co stars that one cannot help but draw the conclusion that it's because Stan and Ollie appear to have. Uh, about the same level of brain power as their animal supporting actors. Uh, Surely the peak of Laurel and Hardy's relationship with horses occurs in Way Out West, where their co-star, who you just heard, is Dinah the Mule, who even gets a screen credit and deserves it. At one point in the movie, uh, in an attempt to get Ollie on the second floor of Mickey Finn's saloon in the middle of the night, they get Dinah up there instead. This scene alone shows that perhaps a single member of the equine community has more intelligence than Stan and Ollie combined. However, there are plenty of other such moments worth noting in the Laurel and Hardy canon. First, the more benign examples. In Fra Diabolo, also known as the Devil's Brother, and in Swiss Miss, horses are simply the sources for transportation, not gags. In the later 20th century Fox feature Great Guns, a horse provides humiliation, but not for Stan and Ollie. Instead, it is their commanding officer, Sergeant Hippo, who gets bucked off a wild horse when he tries to imitate the rough-riding mannerism of Stan and Ollie's ward, Dan Forrester. The boys only laugh at Hippo's comeuppance. And that's an adequate illustration of how Laurel and Hardy's later big studio movies put them on the sidelines and let the supporting players get the laughs. In another of Laurel and Hardy's big studio feature films, Jitterbugs, the boys and their car and wagon are stranded in the desert. Ollie tells Stan to get out and push the behemoth while he steers. Moments later, with the car still moving, Stan idles alongside Ollie and gets into the car beside him. Ollie is surprisingly nonchalant about this. In a Hal Roach feature, Ollie would have reacted to this with a huge double take. But when he asks Stan about this, he finds that Stan has commandeered a nearby donkey to do the moving. Ollie, in another of his insults that goes over Stan's head, is quite philosophical about this. Well, I guess a mule's as good as a donkey any day. It certainly is. Now then, in Laurel and Hardy's Oscar-winning short subject, the Music Box, Susie, the horse who is a major part of the boys' transfer company, i.e. moving van, is at most passive-aggressive. When Stan is trying to unload a crated piano onto Ollie's back, Susie moves forward just a step too soon giving Ollie a major backache. Ollie rectifies this situation later when he unchains Susie from the back of the wagon, though this does little to prevent further mishaps with the piano. One of Laurel and Hardy's more more extended routines with horses appears to have occurred in a long unavailable feature film, The Rogue Song. As described in the 1975 book Laurel and Hardy, Bandit's assistants, Ollie Beck and Mersebeck, Stan and Ollie by any other name, have major trouble mounting and dismounting their horses with, naturally, the major indignities befalling Ollie. Besides Way Out West, Laurel and Hardy's best-remembered horse maneuverings occur in one of my favorite silent shorts of theirs, Wrong Again. Stable workers Stan and Ollie overhear that a local man of means is offering a $5,000 reward for the return of his blue boy. The rich man is referring to the famous Gainsborough painting, but unluckily there is a horse in the stable bearing the same name. Of course, Stan and Ollie reach entirely the wrong conclusion, and when they bring the horse to the man's mansion, the man, who is now at the upper floor and unable to see the blue boy in question, instructs the boys to take him right into the house and put him on the piano. This results in some outrageously satisfying gags and routines and more than a little sympathy for the physical sufferings uh, occurred, endured by Ali, who at one point is wedged between an upright piano leg and the piano topped by the horse. And as Laurel and Hardy biographer Charles Barr succinctly put it, thus, by a completely logical route, Laurel and Hardy arrive at an image that irresistibly recalls the donkey on the piano in Buñuel's and Dali's antilogical Un Chien Andalou, which is the famed surrealistic short subject that, as Barr notes, was probably unknown to any of the makers, and whose pretension and that whose pretensions Stan the filmmaker would surely have guffawed in, in derision. The last two incidents, instances of excuse me, of Laurel and Hardy and horse are on the cartoonish side, quite literally. In one instance, two years after Way Out West, the Flying Deuces has Stan asking Ollie how he would like to be reincarnated. Ollie replies that he would like to come back as a horse. The film's finale, at first leaving Stan as a lone vagabond wandering the countryside, then grants Ollie's wish, as Stan comes across Ollie, a horse with a grease pinky mustache and Hardy's dubbed-in voice, once more telling Stan, here's another nice mess you've gotten me into. Finally, Walt Disney's contribution to this menagerie must be noted. The Disney cartoon from 1935, Mickey's Polo Team, has its rivals in the team, the Mickey Mousers, Mickey and his usual sidekicks, versus the movie stars, caricatures of many Hollywood celebrities, including Laurel and Hardy. Uh, as, and as you can see, when you view the cartoon, Disney got one point right. The horses master Stan and Ollie, far more than vice versa. <clears throat> I hope you will seek out all these wonderful films that I have referenced. I can't say categorically, but if you look hard enough on the internet, I think you'll find them all for available free viewing. And that concludes this episode, except for my uh, usual blatant plugs, so please indulge me. I have a website, or have had for the last 18 years, a website devoted to Laurel and Hardy, including my reviews of their teen movies, reviews of some of their biographies, interviews with their biographers. And uh, sundry other Laurel and Hardy minutiae that you'll enjoy for hours on end. You can find it, uh, the website that is, at the URL leaveemlaughing.moviefever.com. That's leaveemlaughing.moviefever.com. And also, I have a Facebook page corresponding to uh, this podcast and has the same name as the podcast. Hard Boiled Eggs and Nuts, a Laurel and Hardy podcast. I encourage you to seek it out and become a member if you'd like. On the cover photo of that Facebook page, uh, there is the URL for the podcast website, as well as URLs for the many venues where you can find this podcast, including iTunes, Google Play Music, and Anchor, the parent website that sponsors this podcast. Lastly, I adore feedback. Uh, so if you have anything to say about this podcast, good or bad, please feel free to email me at Uh If you are listening to this podcast for the first time, welcome. I encourage you to listen to the previous 39 episodes and to subscribe to it as I uh, keep up with it on a weekly basis. And if you are listening through, to this through iTunes, I ask that you please leave a star rating and or a review. It really helps. So thank you again for uh, joining me on this podcast. I hope to hear you again soon. And until next time, this is Steve Bailey saying goodbye.